we're just yeah. gonna to roll from what from whenever we feel like. Um, yeah. How's it going? How was good, man? How was New Year's? Oh, you know, pretty, uh, pretty um, 40, 40 year old, you know, uh, we watched a three part documentary about a cult, like perfect, I'd say. We stayed up to the countdown, which uh, I hardly ever do, Saturday. Um, <laughs> so very, very unrock and roll, I can tell you that much. Yeah, that's impressive. We did not make it to the not? countdown, no. Um, and what? Which cult? Oh, man, it's a, if you like cult documentaries, it's a good one. It's called um, it's called the family, and they are um, they were this Australian cult um, by this woman. I can't even remember her name now, but she she's it's it was such an interesting. St- it's like a case study in as cults always are in like the power of um, uh, um, how to become a figurehead, how to become somebody of status and then build on that. And then the power of like um, uh, sort of myth around people. But anyway, this woman starts off uh, kind of recruiting local, I think mainly women in the 60s. Um, She gets them in by um, targeting housewives who might be a bit overweight or a bit unfulfilled at any rate. And they actually started doing yoga together and meditation, which must have been incredibly progressive for the times. These are like, this is in like, um, you know, suburban Australia, which could easily be the Midwest of America to, to give a sort of context. And, you know, so yeah, they're all doing yoga and meditation and they're all losing weight and, and building community. And then this woman starts um, uh, kind of is it a prophet, prophesying from a local hall, basically kind of like a pseudo church minister, but also presents herself as the, as the human embodiment of Christ. Um, and for some reason, these people uh, start going along with it in a big way. And then the family is so named because she starts somehow getting her followers to give her their children to live in a kind of a secluded forest school camp type environment uh, where she sort of is creating this kind of master race of like, I think there's like 20 or 20 to 30 kids at some point. Um, and it's about that. It's mostly about the kids and it's just crazy. Like there's uh, heavy LSD use. Um, that's part of it. She, she sort of presents herself as Christ when people are out of their minds on acid. Um, some of them stay uh, tripping for days or even weeks, they think. Um, and so they're so malleable and she presents herself at a kind of, at, at key moments during their trip as I am Christ, you know, I'm, I'm your, I'm here to save you. And it kind of imprints so that when they come out of the trip, that's still true. So it was amazing. It was really amazing. And they, and needless to say, these people, the adults all um, submit all their worldly goods to her. So she's also worth tens of millions of dollars um, and has property and people scattered around the world. Um, amazing, you know, multi-decade cult. I, and 
obviously, given that this is a podcast about the power of creating and connecting on the LinkedIn platform, I have to ask, what was this great LinkedIn creator? Well, I was going to say, is this (laughs) research for you? And is this indicative of where you're trying to go? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's getting acid. I want your kids. I want your money. And then, you know, you get a better afterlife. And we're we're going to go ahead and we're going to clip that and we're going to leave with that <laughs> for for this yeah. conversation. That's Oh god. That, yeah, most excellent. Well I I'm really glad that we decided to do this, Sam. I'm really Yeah. That, that alone was worth the price of admission. Um Yeah. But I I do appreciate your being up for coming back and and chatting and I am thinking about this one as I mean, I recently did an Ask Me Anything that was literally just me jabbering into this microphone for almost an hour and a half, uh, which yeah. I found which I found surprisingly easy. I did it in one in one go. Uh, I barely edited it, and it. I mean, it, it worked. It, I I managed to do it. Um, did which, people? How did people submit their questions? Was it, did you have a list of questions, or were they all on the call? Or I I had posted uh, on like a Friday evening, uh, two weeks earlier saying, I think I'm going to do this instead of taking a break over the Christmas week. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I got a few dozen, uh, questions thrown out there. People were really gracious. So, um, had oh, plen- yeah, I had plenty to work with and, um, I, I need I- to watch that. What sort of, what sort of stuff came up a lot? If, it, if you can summarize, like, I'm interested if, if there were certain questions that everybody had for you. People were uh, actually, there were very few questions that overlapped. I actually expected to to have more duplicates. The closest thing to a duplicate was um, a couple people had asked like, what what's like the biggest benefit that you've seen to a year of consistent creation. Oh, that's a good another one. being like, what were the biggest mistakes you've made or, or what are your big, what would you do differently? Like though that what was, was the biggest, the, sorry, man. What was the, what was the biggest benefit? I mean, I think my answer was something like all of this, like that, that a year on, um, you, you know, I've, I've gone from a situation where I, I had very little, uh, engagement and had never really used the platform to a year later, I'm now building a business uh, around helping law firms do that, that I am actually building a proper business (laughs) um, is, is amazing. Like that, Mm. that aspect. um, But it's, I mean, I guess that's almost like a byproduct of the benefit, I right? Get it. it's, it's like the, yeah. the benefit is this dynamic nourishing. I, mean, I I hesitate to use the word community because of the, I mean there, but there that's certainly an aspect to it, right? Where the community is, you know, a collection of people where there's a give and a take, and people are supporting one another in various ways, right? Uh, emotionally, um, you know, like financially, energetically. And there are certainly aspects of of community 
with what it is here. So, I mean, that's, mm. I think that's definitely the biggest one, but, um, and then the, there were some people who were interested in sort of process stuff. Um, somebody at Anna Ping asked how I keep my beard so beautiful, which I appreciate. Mm. Um, Mark Daniel had a really good question about who I would ghostwrite for living or dead. If I could ghostwrite for anybody I found that to be a really good one. I said, Richard Branson, um, mm. This is, I think he'd be, he'd be super easy to write for. And also it just seems like an excellent dude. One thing I'm, I'm learning from, from doing this for a few months now is, and this was an unexpected benefit of getting into ghostwriting, but learning from people that, you know, like basically I'm just conducting interviews and I can ask them whatever I want. And people are really gracious and really open mm in a way that I'm, I'm talking to successful people about what makes them tick and, and finding that really fruitful for, for myself. Mm, totally get it. Yeah. I, I don't know if I told you, but I started a podcast literally years ago, way before I was doing anything on LinkedIn. And um, it was like, a, what did I call it? Anywhere millionaire. And it was like basically talking to um, uh, other entrepreneurs and like, you know, share your entrepreneur story. And, and that was what I loved as well. Um, that you, you really do get basically like free coaching from amazing people. Um, and you also, if you talk to somebody for an hour on a call, um, about them, you know, it's hard for them to not go, man, that Tony, he's, he's my friend for life. You know, you, you kind of, and, and that really happened too. Like I, I, kept in touch with a lot of the people I'd interviewed and that interview was like the first thing we'd done together. So there was no like preamble of, of DMing for a year or anything. Um, it's, you know, podcasting I think is still misunderstood in terms of its benefits uh, that it's not like obviously people monetize it and turn it into a business, but as with LinkedIn, it can be so much more than that. And arguably the financial benefits are kind of at the bottom of, or at least halfway down the list. You know, they're certainly not the top it's it's network is, is what you get. And it's very real. Yeah. How many episodes of that did you do? I did like six and never uploaded any, but I think I've probably got the audio somewhere. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll see if I can find them and share them to you. Interesting. Right on. And yeah, you, you are correct that the financial benefits of podcasting are pretty far down the list. And that's actually something I wanted to talk to you about where I was wondering if you would give me $5,000 for being on this yeah, podcast. Right. Of course. Yeah. That's Thank a given. Okay. Thank you. I will, <laughs> uh, I'll, st- I will drop you my Calendly yeah, link. Yeah. Okay. You, uh, you, you have Venmo over there? No. Oh, um, <laughs> that makes me think you don't mean that. Yeah. All right. So this episode, I, I did find myself in, I don't know if nostalgic is the right word, but as we're turning the the calendar to 2023, I found myself thinking about 2022 and like I set out at the beginning of the year to post daily on the platform. And at that time when, when I started, I think I was probably at about 750 connections um, and had posted maybe like 15 to 20 times in the previous couple months. Um, And 
Yeah, just thinking about how much has happened since then. And you and I connected in, I want to say it was January. It wasn't, it wasn't very long after I started posting daily. Um, and you were, I mean, yeah, I mean, you've talked about this, you know, right? you were pretty much just started, like you just come out mm -hmm. of nowhere um, with your meteoric rise. Um, and yeah, I've really appreciated your influence on me this year as, um, you know, I'm, I'm somebody who's had entrepreneurial impulses from a, a young age, but went that conventional path to success route, right? Where instead of going off and starting to build stuff the way that you did in your, I mean, were you in your twenties by then or did you start even earlier than that? Right. No, twenties was sort of for real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, instead of doing that, which is what I should have done, you know, I go to law school and then I have this legal career. Um, but then eventually find myself, you know, moving away from that and starting to entertain those entrepreneurial uh, impulses again. And your influence over the last year on, I'd say, helping me think about how to combine what that, that sort of Venn diagram thing that I'm going to butcher, but like the, what are you good at? Uh, you know, like what are people willing to pay for and what do you like doing? Like finding the sweet spot in there, um, your influence really helped me with that. Right. Where I, I like got the opportunity from my man, Evan Shastine to, to try my hand at ghostwriting and found very quickly that it was, we were able to be effective immediately. And like you were in my ear at that time. And I think that was back in like July or August saying you should be doing this for lawyers and my being resistant to that. But then, yeah, I mean, you said it to me a few times and it did sink in in a way where I was like, all right, I'll try it. I'll, I'll at least drop a few lines to folks I know from St. Louis guys I went to law school with or whatever. And getting the opportunity to work with a law firm um, and having that go really well from like from the get-go. And actually, I think as we speak, like a post for one of those lawyers is just breaking a hundred thousand views. Um, and this is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's wild um, where like, I, I really do have you to thank for persuading me that I should, I should entertain more seriously that place where the the Venn diagram came together. So, my friend, thank you <laughs> for you are welcome. Oh uh, man, it's such a pleasure. You know, like it's really, it's it's um sometimes you see these opportunities for people. In fact, I I said to my girlfriend like I almost can't help myself. I often give this sort of advice unsolicited and kind of annoy people where I'm like, "Hey, you should do this. I can see this is massive opportunity." Whenever I talk to people about their businesses, uh, you know, small business owners, I'll give you an example. Maybe I'll go into a cafe and uh the coffee's really good, but they make um like sandwiches that uh too small or too big for how much they are. Sometimes I tell people they should charge more, you know, maybe they make an amazing sandwich and it's too cheap. And I'm like, man, I would pay double for this. 
uh, I usually tell people these things, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm not, not that I'm like, oh, they'll know who I am. They obviously won't. Um, but just that I just can't help but um, uh, see these opportunities and point them out to people. And, you know, I, I commented on your post today, you were talking about what the what your word for the year is and mine is alignment. And what I what I find is like, I when I'm doing that kind of work, so to speak, um, where where I'm where there's conversation or a, or a consultation, a, you know, a paid thing, I feel so like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, yeah. um, and and it's not exactly like the way it manifests is yes, it's business consultation, but what it's really doing is inspiring and giving people the advice and the kind of hopefully confidence to to take the step into this chapter of their life that they want. So it's never, I can't do it for someone that doesn't want to do it. Mm. Um, but you know, you're a perfect example where you go, this person knows that they're not quite where they want to be and they can see the outline of what they want in their life, what they want their life to look like. And maybe I can just help them, you know, create a more defined outline of what that is so they can take that step. And, and, and also maybe go, yeah, for example, with you, doing the niche of, of lawyers will be something that will work for you because these are people with money. You have that skill. You can combine it with writing. You know, it's like the Venn diagram. It's, you're a perfect candidate for that Venn diagram, which is not true for everybody. You know, if you were 22 and yeah. you've never been to law school and you're a pretty crappy writer, I'm not going to be telling you to do that or, or recommending it. Uh, but with you, it was, it was like all the pieces were right there and we just had to stick them together like Lego. And it's like, there you go. Um, and, you know, so it's very gratifying too to see someone take that advice and run with it. And, you know, I appreciate you um, acknowledging me for it. But, man, it's, I mean, you know, we had a few conversations. It's not like I mapped out your systems and stuff. It's 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 like 99% what you did. Um, and, and then just, I think I probably just gave you the confidence to do what you were already going to do, you know. Um, and, yeah, but that, that, that feeling of alignment is so real, you know. Um, and, and also being misaligned. I recently... Uh, did a deal with a, a business partner of mine, long-term business partner, where I sold my 50% shareholding in um, a company that I've been involved with with him for literally a decade. And I sold for not a great amount. It's like, it's good. You know, it's it's like, you know, it's six figures, but it's, it's not going to, uh, I, I'm not going to be buying a jet anytime soon, you know. Um, so I kind of admitted defeat with this business. And, it was worth it, even though potentially had I stayed with the company for two or three or five years more, it might have been a seven-figure exit for me, maybe, probably not. But um, it's worth it because I felt so out of alignment there. Um, it basically boiled down to he and I had different um, uh, philosophies around a lot of things in business. Mine is always like big picture, spend all, all that you need to spend to make the business amazing. Don't be afraid to spend, you know, too much on a great team member. These sorts of things. Like, let's let's go big. His thing, and there's nothing wrong with this, by the way. It's just a different uh, way of doing things. His is kind of the opposite. Like, uh, focus on profit. Small and slow wins the race. Um, and you know, let's let's pay ourselves more now rather than worry about making the money later. And so we were really diametrically opposed for many years. And it was very, very draining. I, I would say it, it almost took a physical toll, certainly on my on my kind of mental health at times, 
where we would go into these meetings um, that became more and more irregular as I withdrew more and more um, from the business. And it would be so uh, kind of deflating to to sort of fight for what you knew would work. Anyway, ultimately I sold um, and I just feel, you know, so good about removing that from my life. And basically my goal for this year is to just do more and more and more of that uh, and really dial in like a magnifying glass pulling the sun into focus and getting that flame, you know, um, I, I feel mm. like I'm closer than I've been in many years to that now. Mm. Um, and, you know, LinkedIn is kind of the core of the whole thing um, and is what will allow me to, to live in alignment uh, in the years to come. So, yeah. Mm. That's fantastic. And that was one of the main things I wanted to, to spend some time on is, unpacking where we're at, you know, this now a year on how the, the creating on the platform has, I mean, in, in rather fundamental ways, altered our trajectories, you know, as we're here in our forties and we've done some stuff um, in a way that, I mean, it was totally unpredictable for me 18 months ago. And I'm, I imagine it was similar for you as well. Um, it was. And so I was, I was thinking we could unpack that stuff a little bit and kind of where we're going. And my hope here is, and you know, like I, I've, I've said this before when I'm talking to you, it's like, I, I think of you as this singular force on on the platform and this this sort of like you were shot out of a cannon uh in a way that there's sometimes i wonder how instructive your example can be for other people because of just how you are but that said i think your journey and my journey on the thing is illustrative of how this thing works they're like if you show up consistently and you're open to it and you focus on giving and you focus on basically being interesting stuff can happen in a way that that you would not have expected and i i mean my hope would be that this is inspiring to, to people in some way, which is to say, you know, a year ago, we were both like a thousand or less. And by virtue of the showing up consistently and doing our thing. And I think something you and I, I think do fairly well is like showing up as ourselves where it's like, I, if, I, that's what I was going to say. That's so true. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you know, we both talk about different stuff and we even do it in different formats. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why we succeed and, you know, um, Matt Barker succeeds, um, Zach James. Um, I'm trying to think of other people who are really unique in the way that they do it. Uh, I should have had a list in front of me. But yeah, it's okay. certainly like if you're if you're someone, and there's a lot of these, who are kind of doing like generic LinkedIn 101, like the so-and-so is broken, you know, as the headline. Um, and then you kind of, you know, create a case for why, um, working in the office is broken or whatever. 
it's like fuck i don't care about that i i unfollow that when i see that you know like it it, it it's been done and that's what that's what kind of like gives linkedin a bad name you know like i want to read about the person i mean like with you like i love your stuff because it's like this guy chose to move to like you know a, a pretty pretty um wild part of canada uh and he's built his like podcasting shed and he's doing these amazing um you know uh like physical um shit what's the word uh you know t- taking all these physical challenges and and overcoming them and sharing about that experience um and you know you left your law career like it, it, the list goes on and it's like exactly what you said man like my my partner said the same thing she said you know i'm working on a linkedin course right now i'm i'm trying to take everything i've i've learned um to create a course as you do and <laughs> you know she said like you you can't teach them all how to write like you and and be like you and that's true like i can only i can only share the sort of the tools but not like i can't give you the calluses on your hands to to use those tools and how i don't know it, it, all of those little nuances and subtleties of of writing well and of how you post how you reply to comments how you re- you know th- these some of these things have to be learned uh through doing um and and you know to your point yes it's it's not about being more like tony or being more like sam or being more like justin it's about going like repeatedly seeking out the essence of what it is about you that people care about um i've realized that and i i keep returning to it for myself i'm trying to figure out how to um uh, kind of package it up to help other people do this but it comes down to having conversations with people that know you very well and saying what is my superpower what's special about me you know um you do these thoughtful pieces to camera that are presumably off the cuff more or less like i know you have like an idea you want to talk about but you it's obviously not it's not scripted Mm-hmm. And that's a that's like a Tony thing. I, I'm not doing that. I don't know if I could do that. I could give it a try, uh, but it's not going to be exactly the same. And it's like that's a that's one of your superpowers, if you like, that you're just yeah. out there wandering and you're sharing thoughtful, reflective thoughts in a way that in three minutes the viewer goes, "Ha, huh, that's cool. What a cool what a cool thought. I'm going to ponder that." And the hard thing I think when you've got the 700 followers or whatever is you're really just like you know you're really just trying to not screw it up too bad you're not going how do i do a really sam brown post is this is, is this something i would say and yeah. in in all honesty i kind of like it's almost like i try and not look at it too closely you know like if i if i focus on, you know what i don't do is say is this something sam brown would say actually <laughs> i i but i also don't like overthink it i go Okay, I've done two hundred posts already that have that have consistently performed pretty well, um, and I would say especially probably the last fifty where I've really been myself. I've been more honest, more vulnerable, um, less like um, braggy. You know, I, I thought I needed to brag and kind of Americanize the way I wrote to stand out on this big American platform. And the more I'm like, you know, my most recent one was like, look, I've been really inconsistent on the platform. I had weeks or months where I didn't write. I try and show up and do my best work when I can. That's not every day. It's not even every week. And mm-hmm. that's okay. And of course, like 
in, in hindsight, you know, that something like that is going to resonate. The people, so many people are like, what a relief, you know, what a relief when I've been reading all these people saying you've got to post every fucking day. And all that that does is produce what we see, which is like an ocean of crap, you know, where it's like crappy LinkedIn 101 listicles formatted longest to shortest, you know, yeah, okay. And, and, and people point at these things and go, ah, oh, you know, but it's got 120, you know, comments and stuff. Yeah, okay, there's certainly a case of like, you can do these things and they will work. But I think with with you and with me and uh, really a lot of the people that we are, are friendly with, you know, publicly and like privately um, on LinkedIn, they have like transcended that, that well-formatted list thing. And they're doing a whole other thing where we we don't care about that because we know that we're not like, we're not seeking kind of LinkedIn um, approval. You know, we're, we're not going, okay, I hope I get 50 likes on this and I'll do this because I saw Matt Barker do it and it worked really well for him. It's like, or Justin, you know, do, you see a lot of people do the Justin thing. Oh, yeah. And, and sure, it like kind of works, but you're just nobody. You, you could do that 500 times and nobody will know who you are. Or you could do, you know, Tony trudging in the snow after his run, sharing a reflective thought that could only be your thought and that's like the point like even if you get 30 likes and 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 whatever however many comments those people are like very genuinely connected to you and your life and yeah. your whole ethos yeah well and and i will say that the the emulating people or the copying people to some degree is part of the deal, right? It's it's how we learn how to get good. I mean, it's like playing a yeah. musical instrument, right? Like yeah. you don't start by writing your own, or maybe you do, but you know, like you nah, start by playing Tom Petty and and or Glycerine, the first song I learned on the guitar. Um yeah. and then it's by the getting the reps and and getting familiar that you can start to inject yourself into what you're doing, right? And start to become your own artist. Yeah, um, absolutely but, right. That's yeah. true. So it's yeah. not it's not it's not inherently bad. Uh, it's you're right, man. It's a, but, it's well, a but step what in the journey. But chances are that what you're doing is not as good as other stuff. And I mean, it's funny you say the listicle that goes in descending order. Uh, Barker just did that I, today. Like he just did like 29 things I learned and he did it in that descending cascading order. Um, but it, it's a really good post is Matt Barker is really fucking good at what he does. Right. And, and so mm -hmm. it's like the, the getting the reps and the figuring out who you are and how to show up as yourself. And like you're saying, what your superpower is, mm -hmm. that's how we're able to then wield these tools that we have at our disposal in a way that's going to be us and not, not other people. Right. But it's, it's a process of figuring that out. And it's a process of, to one of the things you were saying there, of learning how to be more open and more vulnerable. And you were, I mean, when you started, um, I, I wouldn't call it braggy, but you were, I mean, there was, I, there were so many emojis and there were, there was so many like, <laughs> uh, like, I yeah. think, you, I think you popularize the thing that other people do now of like the, this post will be seen by 10,000 people or what I think, I think you started that. Um, probably. <laughs> yeah. And sorry. actually 
that no they, <laughs> i mean it's it's part I, I, of got, you. I think i got i got that from justin he he did, he did that okay yeah, and, and his of course was some insane number and mine now, was like this will be seen you know, by three billion people um, yeah 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 well, I, that brings me to one thing I wanted to bring up. And I told you we were going to talk about my carousel from the other day for a half hour. Um, yeah. Maybe we won't give it a half hour, but I do want to touch on it. because So it was becoming clear to me toward the end of the year that I was going to be approaching 3 million impressions for the year. And there was a question of, do I go for it? Like, do I, tr- do I see if I can do it? And yeah. ultimately I decided no, because I, 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 like the vanity metrics don't matter. Right. And, and especially now as I'm building this business around law firms, I don't give a shit if a certain post gets seen by 10,000 people, I'm looking to yeah. connect with a very small subset of my audience who may be a law firm looking to leverage the platform in a new way, right? Like that's, those are the people I'm, I'm like really trying to get to for the one purpose. And then also like my, my people, you know, like they're the different buckets we have where like, I have my, my crew, my community that's different than that. And they also don't particularly give a shit about that. Right. So yeah, I decided I wasn't going to, and then I get to, December 30th, or maybe now is the 29th. I get to the 29th. I am at 2.841 million. All right. So 159,000 impressions. And my mind start, the wheels start turning. And I say, well, all right. So I think I do a pretty good job of not chasing metrics. I stay, I, I, I do my thing and you know, like things, things go fairly well for me. Right. Um, but I don't, you know, like I haven't blown up the way that, you know, you're at, you know, 80,000 or what do you have? 50,000. Have you broken 50? 44. Just, just went up 44. Right. So yeah. Like, so I've gone from, you know, like 700 to 6,500 or whatever. Um, but, um, but then I was like, well, but also I think I'm good at this game. Right. And so I look at what other people do and I'm like, I choose not to do that, right? I choose to play this game in a way that mm. that handicaps me in certain respects, right? But I could grow like that if I wanted to. And I was like, well, all right, if you are that good, shouldn't you be able to summon the powers? Yeah. Call your shot where if you swing, you're able yeah. to actually hit a home run on command. And oh, so man. I'm loving I, this story. I know so, the story is going to end the way I wanted to. <laughs> So, well, one thing I want to say, so I had the idea of Patrick Jones, dude out of Alabama posted this. It was his first carousel. It was a selfie carousel. It was a goofy post. It was, it was a funny little post. And I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. And then when I was thinking about it, I was like, I could do something like that. And I think it was a carousel, like a definitive carousel about selfies. And Luke Matthews had do, done something along the, like how to do selfies. And I was like, now like, let's do something funny. Like, like I, I had this idea. So I compiled a bunch of my selfies, put them in there, gave them like stupid names. And then I slept on it. So I come, we come to the 30th, wake up and I was like, oh, okay, no, like that would have done fine. Like that, that post, but 
if I really wanted to hit a home run with this thing, it couldn't just be about me and selfies. Mm. It had to be about my people, about my community right out here. And so then go down the rabbit hole of like adding basically everybody who's been on this podcast so far this Mm. year. And I add all of them in and you are quite literally the only person who's been on the podcast who does not have a selfie on the, the site, which is amazing. It's a testament to you and your commitment to not showing your, your goofy face on this, <laughs> on this platform. But um, so I find a way naturally to use a photo of you from your website as the dismount. Um, side note, were those actually leather pants? Bitch, he knows, but I didn't want to, uh, you know, ruin, <laughs> ruin it. Okay. Anyway, they, they look, they look great. Those pants. Oh, look. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. But so like in this way that I ended up putting more than three hours into this post, like, which is yeah. by far the most I've put in any. So I want to, first off say, um, you're somebody who puts more time and effort into your posts than just about anybody. I think where I think, so like this is Josu Valles. Yeah. Well, that story? dude, what that <laughs> just on my radar over the last week, that dude yeah. really is the mad scientist of content. I like, I'm, I'm going to need to get him on this podcast because the level of detail that dude is putting in really, yeah. I, he is crazy. Um, yeah. I love it. He's, I, I, man. Yeah. And he's, it's good stuff too. Like it's it not just long. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it, he's, that dude is putting in an insane amount of effort on every post. But I mean, to what we were saying earlier about you, like when I say that people would have a hard time uh, like being you or like emulating you, part of it is, is like your persona and like just your, your attitude and your life experience, I think is fairly unique. But now I've come around to this other thing of saying i think like per capita you put more effort into every post than just about anybody else and so like to do what you do you need both the the persona like you need to be really clear about who you are and what you're here to talk about and you also need to be willing to work your ass off in terms of you know, when you say you haven't been consistent, um, you know, like, yeah, so I posted 330 times or whatever over the course of the year, but a lot of my posts are me looking out the window, thinking of a Mark Twain or a Seth Godin quote, connecting them in some tenuous way and pressing post, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and maybe I'm being a little, I'm oversimplifying a bit, but that's like, I'm very point of view in what I do. And so like on this post where... I was like, it It was one of the only ones I've done where I could could have started it with this post will be seen by 10,000 people. Um, I It did give me a, a new level of respect for what you do. But anyway, this is a, a very long story. But so, well, first off, it, so it was 56 slides long and yeah, it wasn't loading. Like it wasn't, the 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 site couldn't handle it and i realized it was because i had put a few videos accidentally like into the pdf so that wasn't linkedin wasn't having it so i had to axe a couple pages mm. and 
unleashed it. And I say like, I swung harder on this post than I ever have before thinking like, if there's one that's going to like, this is it. And in, in baseball terms, I hit the shit out of the thing, like where Mm. it did work. So essentially I was saying, I'm trying, I've only had two posts go to six figures in 2022. Uh, One of them got to almost a quarter of a million. And one of them was at like 110. So I'm trying to get a post on command to go to like the top one third of 1% of everything I've posted. Mm -hmm. Now where we stand right now, and I posted this on Friday, it's now Monday afternoon that we're recording this. And this post is at, in terms of views, it's at 25,500. And Frank, I, it's, it's, it stopped more or less at this point. And I, this is, this it, is the selfie one. Yeah. So it's at 25,500. Mm. It's at 368 reactions, which is second of all my posts in terms of reactions and 338 comments, which is second in all my posts in comments. So it, I achieved what I set out to do in terms of the, the reactions and comments and the way I was thinking about it is like you hit it as hard as you can. And then it's at some point it's like, which way the wind's blowing, like whether the winds are with you or not. And I, I don't know if that's true, but I had a post three days earlier that frankly, it, it was one of those where I, I don't think I can use buffer because I can't trust myself where I do stuff. And then I forget it's there. And so like I had posted at 8 30 AM and then at, 1130, I had just stashed this other post that just went. Um, and that one has broken 50,000. Um, so like, I just had this one, which just, which was like, sort of like bro with a picture of my kids that just like went on a run, but that one's only at like 150 reactions and like 45 comments or 60 comments. So like, there's just that aspect of you can hit it. But then at some point, the winds are just going to blow the way they are. And maybe posting on a Friday of a holiday weekend is what doomed that post to to not close that gap. But all that to say, I, I'm at like, I was 2.925 or something. So uh, I, like closed, I closed the gap uh, substantially. But damn it. yeah, but um, I, what an epic journey we've been on in this story of mine, which I mean, ultimately my question to you is what could I have done better to actually hit a grand slam on command? If I had to have a post get 150,000 plus a couple of things spring to mind. One of them is you will be surprised how consistent reposting an old successful post is you you would probably think intuitively that the time that it did the first time you posted it will be the best and you'll never kind of match that ever again and maybe it'll completely you know maybe half your followers will go i already saw that post of tony's i don't care etc i have had a few posts that were high performers especially my like big viral one first time i posted it i think it got 2.2 million and then I improved it a lot and created a checklist. So it's basically, you know, this is the LinkedIn algorithm summary. 
um, Richard uh, Vanderblom did a massive, dense, you know, tiny text report, put it up as a carousel, I think, or, or how, however he did it, I downloaded it. And then I went through it and I extracted all of the information that was useful to me as a creator and then summarized that into about 17, like, rules, you know, it was things like don't edit in the first hour, don't be the first comment, et cetera. It was, a, of those. it was a beast of a carousel, <clears throat> what you did. There. Yeah. That was massive. It was great. But the first time I did it, I used dark backgrounds of white text and this and this and this. It wasn't that great. Yeah. Like, like, like it, it obviously connected with people, but I, I thought, man, I could do that a lot better. Probably seems really cynical. It probably seems like I went out of my way to like get a ton more followers but the main motivation was it was annoying after the fact to go, actually, fuck, I could have done that so much better if I thought about it. So I, I changed out all the backgrounds for like, like gray and made the text dark green or whatever it is like. So it was really much more readable. I think I made the text bigger. I made I, I corrected some stuff that people had asked about in the comments, you know, clarity. And anyway, point of the story, 2.2 million, 2 .2 million on the first post. I, I literally posted the second one like a week later. And it got like another, uh, I think it's already at a million now, but even in that week, it got like 800,000 or something. So I've got, which, which for me is really, really high. A good yeah. post for me is 100,000 views. So, you know, this is not normal. And so the point is that was a week apart, which is pretty like on the nose, you know, I could see posting it six weeks later, I probably would have had another 2 million views. Um, and, you know, so, so if you've got posts that you've posted in the past that went really well for you, get them back out, see how you can improve them, see if you can make the headline better, see if you can make even things like the text physically bigger on the carousel. Uh, think about, you know, how can I make it a more enjoyable thing to read, which is a huge part of my process. How can I make every page flow into the next in a way that I would enjoy reading? Um, and and reuse it that that's fine you know and i i wrote recently ironically this post did not do very well which i can understand but i wrote about my idea of the forever 50 and the idea of the forever 50 is once you have about 200 250 posts which is probably going to take you a couple of years for most people a, a year at least sure um for me it would be you know it took me a year to do 200 and out of those 200, about 20, 25% of those posts are good enough that I would kind of put them in like an evergreen list. I, I've got it in Google Sheets. And, you know, be open to reposting them. You might do a new version of it. You might do a different perspective. You might, Justin himself, and he makes no secret about this, reposts things word for word verbatim about once every month, his best performers. Um uh, you know, and that's fine. Like there's, there's no, there's this weird idea that you have to post something once and then never again, and you're not allowed. And, you know, I, I just saw somebody critiquing him for this. I think that's ridiculous. It's, it's like expecting a band to record an album and play one show and then never play those songs again. You know, we don't, we don't uh, criticize bands for uh, dining out on material they wrote years or decades ago, but as as you know, creators or or whatever, we're not allowed to do that because it's social media and it's this ephemeral form. I don't agree. I, I feel like really what we're doing here is whether it's a brand new creation or something that we created months, years, whatever ago, um, we're sharing it. 
we're sharing it. That's it. And and you, every time you do it, you're going to hit different people. Um, probably, I don't know the number, but my guess is would be 80 plus percent different people would read it the second time to the first time. You know, I, I have 40 something thousand followers. I don't get 40,000 um you know, comments on every on every post, not even close. So if I'm getting to say 10% of those people or 10% of those people are leaving a, no, it's even less than that. It's like 1% of people are leaving a comment yeah. that, that ostensibly means that 99% of people didn't see it or didn't or, or, or did and scrolled past, whatever the case, you know. Yep. So I would, I would imagine there would be no great harm in sharing and resharing and resharing a great post monthly, for example. Um, and I would not be above doing that myself. My situation is, and I talked about this with the Forever 50, it's actually, it's weird what happened. I, I got this idea. I'm like, great. So all I need to do is have 50 great posts and I can kind of check out. I can just keep reposting them. And ironically, knowing that to be true and knowing that I probably did have, you know, 20 really good posts that that I was 100% proud of. Um, it Even though I knew I could just lean on those whenever I wanted to, that was very liberating and ironically made me, made me want to create more. So mm -hmm. the whole point of the Forever 50 is to like give yourself a break whenever you need it. But for myself, I, I find there is always another idea that comes along. You know, I, I left that long comment on your post today about what's the word of the year. I've seen people talk about the word of the year. I've been quite resistant to the whole thing because I think it's a bit like redundant. Uh, it re reduces debt. Yeah, it's redundant. But uh, uh, on the other hand, it's kind of a nice um, philosophy to go into a year and go, it's like a summary goal, like a foundation goal. My, my foundation goal for this year is alignment. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, obviously I can write a post on this. I basically have just written a post on it. I would just take that comment, turn it into a full length post, turn it into a carousel, um, put more personality into it, you know, expand it. But the hard thing often is that that nucleus of an idea. Once you have the idea, the post tends to be a lot easier for me at least. Yeah. And, you know, so it's like if if I found myself just like hitting the wall and getting writer's block, sure, I can lean on my old high-performing stuff. I just find that I'm never quite – well, I do. I, I, I take a, a couple of days off sometimes and then I've got three more ideas. There's always more, you know. Um, so, you know, that was my very long winded answer to your question. How would you, how would I quickly rustle up 150 views, 150,000? The truth for me now is, you know, once you get past, I don't know, 20,000 followers, you really do genuinely feel like you stop being as concerned about how am I going to get to the next level and the next level? Um, you know, so I'm just past 40. I want to get to 50 when I get to 50, cause it, cause I've had it happen again and again, and you go, Okay, it's kind of um, what's the word like superficial? You know, it, it's yeah. it's a made up it's a made up thing. But you know, whether I have forty thousand or fifty thousand, it's kind of for the ego rather than it's not going to change my life to go from forty to fifty or no. fifty to sixty. Um, and eventually, it becomes an inevitability that you know you can just keep doing what you're doing. You know, and you're going to get there. Might be in a month, might be in six months, might be in two years. Um, I would like to, you know, contradicting what I just said, I would like to hit a hundred thousand this year, but I'm not like, I'm not actually focused on it as the goal. It's more so I'm looking forward to it. If you know what I mean? I, sure. I, that'll be a, that'll be a cool day, you know, but yeah. 
well, it's not going to change anything. Yeah, now that makes sense. I, well, and it as with everything else, it depends on what your goals are, right? and and achieving our goals requires an audience of a certain size, you know, a network of a certain size, depending on what we're trying to do. But, um, but yeah, I, I feel you on that. And I, I appreciate the, the insights. I'll, I'll let you know if that one ends up getting a, a tailwind. Um, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed on it, but it was fun to try that said, I don't want to be like you and put that much effort into post. Oh. I like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, yeah, I did. I did want yeah, to touch. Man. Well, I wanted to touch on where you're going with your stuff this year. You you mentioned having a course. Um, you and I have have mentioned. Uh, well, you've mentioned that you intend to get into video now after avoiding it entirely to this point. Um, what are you thinking? And like, what's yeah. what's the game plan there? Yeah, so I really, um, I am, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing on LinkedIn, but I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to be known for long-term, like as a LinkedIn coach. I, I think that would be such a, it doesn't feel like it's an alignment. Uh, it feels like playing small ball, you know, to say, oh, I'm going to make courses and sell coaching calls and da 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 and and you know full disclosure i thought about this i thought about it because like i considered doing it because it would have been the the easy route here i'd like i've made it to the top of the the mountain of a mountain a little one um and the, plenty of people in my uh position who've come as far as i have or 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 not even as far have have turned that into a multi six figure uh, uh, career, you know, right. make a quarter million dollars doing that. Right. Where you're, you're selling courses, communities, challenges, and coaching specifically around how to do LinkedIn better. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And so, you know, I thought about that. I really did. And, and it's in some ways it's pretty tempting because it would be, you know, it would be probably more money than I've ever earned uh, in my business life in, in a year. Uh, because I've always been a builder, you know, so I haven't, I haven't made, you know, personal income of a million dollars in a year, for example, but I do have like a small stable of businesses that collectively generate, you know, in US dollars, I guess about 1.5 million. Um, and then I get a percentage of that as my net profit. So, you know, what I want to do is, and what I want to be known for, and what I want to focus on is essentially what you and I did. I want to do that on a grand scale and so you know with you and i we talked about it we figured out together what are your you know what do you love what are you great at what will people pay handsomely for um i want to build the next phase of my career around um inspiring entrepreneurs you know maybe people who want to become entrepreneurs help them do that but also people who are entrepreneurs um um, our mutual friend, we, I, you put me in touch with uh, the the speechwriter, um, Eva. I know she she wasn't she didn't mind me sharing this. I don't think she and I talked about price and how she was pricing herself way too low, and you know we basically isolated more or less how much she should be charging. She basically should be charging triple what she is, and wow. doing so 
Yeah. And doing so, and this is somebody with an incredible career and incredibly deep skills. You know, she's yeah. not kind of like a social media strategist or a, or a copywriter or whatever who started three months ago. She, she's like very legit, but she's not an entrepreneur or, or she is, but she's a brand new one. Yeah. And so, you know, taking that deep level of skill and turning it into a great business, I can help her so quick. And, and on our call, you know, we were able to get down to, okay, you should charge this much per month. And here's why you don't need to feel embarrassed about charging so much or like you are taking advantage of people. That income will allow you to give them so much more value, build a team, maybe lease an office or make your home office exactly what you want it to be. Yeah. You know, all of these things and therefore do a better job and build a better business and you're allowed to do that. And so, you know, I, I well, want to do that. If, uh, if I could, if I could duck in there, your influence helped me on that front as well. Right. Where, and I like how you said that, that she's not an entrepreneur. Well, yeah, she is. And I'm in the same boat where it's like, we have these entrepreneurial tendencies or impulses or desires, but then when you've been in a career and yeah, Eva is somebody who's had an excellent career where she's done what she does at some really high levels for some really noteworthy people. Uh, then when you set out on your own, uh, you've got that skill set of the practitioner for doing the thing and us uh, in a similar boat, but you have you don't have that mentality of like you we essentially have that you're trading time for money mentality where a job I'm, yeah I'm, yeah i'm inherently tying what i do to how much per hour and the idea that i would charge more per hour for what i'm doing right now than i was when i was litigating at first is is crazy but then i mean what i've found already in the first couple of months i'm doing this um you know like i i had two offers right and the one starts at two thousand dollars a month to work with me the other starts at $500 per month to work with me. I am, I'm 100% in closing the higher offer. I'm, and I've had more than twice as many calls about the lower offer and I've closed zero of them. And if you would have told me that that's how that was going to work out. No, I mean, I included the lower one because I was like, oh, it costs less. More people will be able to, to do that. And and Frank, I mean, this is something that we had talked about and yours, I, I mean, your advice was lean into that highway. And Frank, you had said even you could charge more than that, you know, like that, that's what fact, I'm thinking now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if that, you're closing that, everybody, it's too cheap. But yeah, yeah the fact, yeah. but the fact that people that and but you're right in a way that is that when you see it happens, I mean, it's almost like magic to me that that like what you know. And the way that you're able to guide you know, me to embrace that and experiment with it in a way that then when it happens, it's like, oh my God, it's, it's incredible. I mean, what a skill. And the way the economy is going and the way the world is moving, there are going to be more and more people who are trying to figure out how to do this in a way that what you do is not only extremely valuable, in the sense of like aligning what people want with what you can do, right. And what, what they'll pay for. But to me, extremely necessary just in like where the world is going and how we need more people who are figuring out essentially how to be more self-sufficient. 
Yeah. Yep. That's right. And yeah. And, and I mean, what, you know, you can imagine what a buzz it is to hear that and to see that play out, you know? Um, and yeah, so th that's what I want to do, man. And, and in terms of doing it with video, yeah. So I love to write and, and video is, um, it is a, it's like a scary new thing for me. Um, I don't feel I, because I feel as a writer, basically I've built the skill, you know, and also it's something I've done my whole life. I've always been, if I can say this, I've always been a good writer. It's something that came naturally to me. Um, I'm not good at like drawing or um, I'm not good at a lot of things, but I am good at writing. And and so there were already like uh, signals to me from from many years ago that I should write. And so, you know, when I start writing on LinkedIn, sure enough, people connect partly because the actual writing is really considered. And, you know, you talked earlier, like, about the the, the uh, kind of work ethic. It's true. It, that's another thing that I don't think I can teach. And I don't think people would, a lot of people would not be willing to do what I do. No way. Um, in terms of the time. Um, so I spend a ton of time on, I might post one or two posts a week, but I might spend, I'd be estimating here, but probably no less than three to four hours per post. Right. Um, well, and, and really, then, I discovered that from what I was just doing in a new way where it did yeah. unlock for me a secret to your success that I had not properly calibrated until I tried yeah. it. I was like, oh, this is a pain in the ass. <laughs> mm. Yeah. 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 That's right. And, and, you know, it's, um, yeah, in all honesty, like I, I enjoy the challenge of it. Um, who was just talking about this? I think it was probably, I think it was Alex Homozi, uh, somebody like that, somebody around, oh no, it was, um, it was, uh, Huberman, you know, I feel like I'm seeing, uh, you know, Huberman everywhere lately. Everywhere. Anyway. Yeah. He, he was talking about, you know, fall in love with the kind of the, the almost fall in love with the pain of the challenge rather than chasing the intrinsic uh, end point. So for myself, I'm not chasing, um, uh, like I don't care about how many likes or how many comments. I, I do like that. I like seeing that it's connected with people. But in fact, what I care about is doing really good writing. Um, so while I'm doing it and going through the pages and seeing how it feels and choosing the image for the front cover and so forth, that is actually the dopamine for me, mm. um, yeah. rather so than the, 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 uh, what's it called? You know, the, the external, external, um, recognition. Yeah. So what are you doing with video? Yeah. So I'm going to do YouTube, uh, and I'm getting a lot of help from my partner, Jenny. Uh, she previously did a course with a lady named Sunny Lenarduzzi. Um, and, you know, we still have the course. So I'm making my way through the course. Uh, and Sunny is like a YouTube coach. I think she's got about a, a, about a half a million followers. She's built a great business doing it. And a very, um, uh, very, un, she's very, very genuine, you know, very, very likable. So I'm really enjoying that course anyway. Um, and, and so, yeah, we, we've actually got quite a bit of the gear. Um, we've got a little Sony camera, we've got some lights and stuff. And mm. honestly, man, it's like, it, it, I, I'm, I'm trying to push through the inertia and basically just make my first 10 shitty videos. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this one about how, how many do you have? Oh, zero. You know, nice. I've got none. <laughs> <laughs> well, are, are you going to be, so the, the lane you're going is like the entrepreneurial lane right like that's yeah. 
that's what you're making the videos about. Are you going to be yeah. cross posting them on uh, any other platforms? Yeah, I think I think it makes sense to keep writing on LinkedIn and then also share videos on LinkedIn. I think there can only be benefits to um, people, you know, uh, my, my, my audience seeing me show up and talk. Uh, and hopefully, I, I believe it to be the case that the way I am on video is the way that my posts read. Uh, that is my goal. Um, I want it to feel like he is exactly what I thought he would be based on all the posts that I read, you know? Um, and so, yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll repost them. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if some people are like, you know, what's this? I want to know more about, you know, LinkedIn content ideas, et cetera. And I was going through my posts from last year and I have to admit, like, I don't know what the percentage is, but I've done a lot of posts about here's how you win on LinkedIn yeah. And that's kind of low-hanging fruit. That would be the other thing, actually, yeah. to our conversation earlier about writing posts that succeed. Tell people how to win on LinkedIn. I mean, man, you can't really miss, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I just don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to write posts about posting. Um, and I didn't spend, you know, 15, 20 years of my life doing entrepreneurship the hard way to then just hang that all up and go, oh, I'll just make a couple of hundred grand being a LinkedIn coach. I just it just feels shallow and, and like underwhelming, you know? Um, so no uh, offense you know, to anybody the, who is choosing to go that route with their life. Whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, the people that are, are like much younger and it's a, they're in a, yeah, no offense to them for sure. Like it's, <laughs> I, I've done, I've done the stuff I've done and I want to share that. That's all. Um, yeah. you know, I, I want to do YouTube. I want to write a book. I maybe want to do a podcast for the reason we were talking about earlier. Um, I'm very, I've got some great businesses coming going live in 2023 uh, that will massively leverage my LinkedIn audience. And I will talk about that on LinkedIn. So for mm. example, um, mm. I have a design agency uh, going live in probably Q1, I would say. Um, and it will be for US startups that are looking for a um, one and done design solution. So say it's Tony's uh, legal copywriting uh, contender. He he wants a designer, uh, and but the, you know you you need a high quality designer, and you need them to be able to design websites for you or keep your website up to date in various ways. You don't want to hire somebody full time. You don't want to mess around with trying to hire on Upwork or whatever. Uh, you don't want to train them and keep track of what they're doing, etc. Yeah, this design agency that I'm launching does all of that. Um, and and I'll kind of be the person that when they book a sales call, I'll be on that call. I'll be the person they talk to. We'll talk through that, what they want to do. And I think, I mean, look, honestly, I think that it will be very successful. It's a good idea anyway. I know that because I was seeking this service myself. I nearly signed up with one myself that with this exact service. And then I was like, fuck, I'll, I'll just start this. It's great. If it, often I start things that I myself want you know, and they work because people just like me go, great, that's the solution I wanted. Yeah. Um, I often tweak them to be different to the existing market solutions to suit me even better. And then I make that a USP, unique sales proposition. When I speak to the client or the prospect on the call, I'll say, look, you know, for example, I've got a digital marketing agency where I say, look, if you're not happy with these backlinks that we build you, I'll just refund you because 
I would rather that you walk away and go, that guy's all right. Like he took my money, then he gave it all back because it didn't quite work out. That's good marketing for me, for you to be out in the market talking to me, talking about me that way. Now, not everybody does that. Not everybody offers that feature. So it ends up being like a key tweak to my business that ironically ends up being like a massive growth engine. People go, well, if I can't lose with this guy, if he just refunds you, if you don't get the exact success you were promised, why wouldn't I spend five or 10 grand, you know, um, as an example. So, you know, that, that will be the thing. So I'll kind of be doing a lot of uh, building in public on LinkedIn in 2023. I'll be doing that on YouTube. I'll be talking about like, here are my multiple streams of income, how they work, how I built them, how you can get the same success. Um, so, you know, there are people doing these things, uh, but they're often, uh, for one thing, a lot younger, you know, and honestly, I'm kind of like, I feel I feel like, you know, a, a um, old and gray, you know, gnarled old veteran going onto YouTube as a, as a I'll be 41 tomorrow. So it's like, you know, I'm not I'm not 25 and driving my Lamborghini in L.A. like some of the guys that I have checked out their videos to get ideas. But then obviously, you know, there's plenty of people, uh, people our, our age are also using YouTube and coming at it from a totally different angle. So that'll be part of my thing. It'll be like, look, I'm not, I'm not brand new. I don't have rich parents funding my my ventures. Um, yeah. So yeah, does that answer the question? I can't. <laughs> I just went off on a mad, massive tangent. Uh, it it totally answers the question, and yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where you're going with that. And I I do want to take you up on the offer that we we can provide some accountability. So I'm I'm going to be building on YouTube as well this year. I think. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah, the more the merrier when it comes to the video stuff and like figuring out how to try to be everywhere with all that. But um, I was actually just thinking with watching your your vid from this morning that even if you were just uploading those to YouTube, no doubt you would build you know the beginnings of an audience with it. Yeah, and that's I've I've been trying to basically I just need to put up a different. Like, I, I think it's going to be under a different brand. Like, I think it's going to be under the wilds in the woods rather than contender. So it's, it's more Makes around sense. like personal development, but I, so I, I think, think that's, that's, yeah, that's what I'm going to be. Yeah. And I, I may actually do, I may do a contender. Um, well, and hell, I'm also thinking Linky land, like, but like maybe those two would be together on YouTube channel. Um, we're like, we've got the Lincoln land where we've been putting the pods up, but, um, but yeah, starting to do more of that as well. But, um, tell you what, man, I, I actually got to run. My, my wife is calling me in for dinner. It's 5 PM here. In, uh, on the yeah. East right. Coast. No problem. I got um, another call too. Good to see you. Yeah. Thanks for doing this. I think, uh, I think this episode is going to turn out pretty well, but if not, it's your fault. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah All yeah. right. Well, let's talk again soon. You know where to find me, my man. Thanks for the time. All right, bro. See ya. All right. Later.